This is a Rooster Teeth production. On the night of September 8th, 1987, a woman stepped out of the bath in her house to find a very disturbing scene. Blood dripping from the ceiling, splattered across the wall, and seeping out of the floor. Today, we kick off our themed October month of haunted houses as we look at the bizarre story of the Blood House at Fountain Drive. This is Red Web. there, Task Force. It's time for another Red Web, the show all about the unsolved mysteries, the unknown, the eerie. This month, for all of October, diving into some of the classic haunted houses. I'm Trevor Collins, with me as always, bringing that gut check and those questions, reacting to this mystery for the very first time, Alfredo Diaz. Um, I'm guessing a lot of stuff, like a lot of heavy stuff has gone down. They're calling it the blood house. The blood house. And a lot of murders or deaths. Um, be very weird if it was just one person with an obscene amount of blood flowing through their body. That <laughs> they just, just like popped like a yeah, gusher. Just, just, oh. That just popped and then all of a sudden the whole house was bloody. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't heard of this place like many things um, that we do on this show. I haven't heard of it. But I'm interested to see what makes it the blood house. Yeah. I mean, it definitely has a dark, sinister name to it. I'm going to give a little at the top here. It's not as nefarious as a gruesome set of murders, but it oh. only makes it more intriguing as to why it's the Blood House, why it's named the Blood House, and everything that comes with that. And before we dive in, just a, a quick bit of housekeeping, because I'm super psyched about it. We have a new episode of Red Web, The Case Files, on our YouTube channel. You and I went toe to toe in a PowerPoint <laughs> battle between uh, <laughs> yep. was there between yeah. owls and catfish. It does sound odd, but believe it or not, they've been at the the heart of a lot of cryptid theories. So we wanted to battle it out: which one is yeah. more spooky and why? Hard hitting debate. Uh, <laughs> just nothing. Everything there was completely factual <laughs> no need to look up or right, fact check anything just believe just believe also it being the first monday of the month means it's time for another pin of the month if you want we got the squonk pin out now for october so go get that represent squonk is life oh that's gonna go fast it is gonna go fast we also have while you're there if you want any more small tchotchkes We've got a catfish owl coin. So if you ever just want to wake up, flip the coin, figure out what's going to scare you that day. There you go. That one is pretty awesome. You need some help <laughs> making decisions. Owls and catfish on a coin. There you go. Now with that, let's dive into the sinister story of the Blood House. This one starts with William and Minnie Clyde Winston. They lived in a homey little house at 1114 Fountain Drive in Atlanta, Georgia. And they lived there for over two decades. They moved into this house around 1965 to give you an idea of the time frame. Now, William, who was 79, had kidney issues and was on regular dialysis as a patient, leaving Minnie, who was 77, as his primary caretaker. On the night of September 8th, 1987, Minnie decided to wrap her day up with a bath, as many would. Just calm down with a nice little bubble bath. Now, what was supposed to be a relaxing evening to close her day out quickly turned into what she considered to be a living nightmare. When she went to step out of the bathtub, she found that the ground was already wet. She stepped into a puddle. 
And when she looked down, she realized what she was stepping in was not water from the bathtub, but instead a puddle of blood. Looking out across the bathroom floor, she soon realized that blood was splattered all over the tiles in the bathroom. Immediately, she's afraid that this has something to do with William, that something might have happened to her husband who is under care. So she ran out into the hallway, calling out for William. And as she moves through the house, she began noticing the blood was all over the house, not just in the bathroom, but on the walls, in the hallways, etc. It was seeping out of the floorboards. It was drenching the baseboards. It was smeared along the wall, leaking from the ceiling. A truly gory sight to behold. What would you do, Fredo, if this is what you stepped out of your luxurious bath to see? Um, I'd be terrified, but very quickly I'd be, especially if it was my house, like, oh my God, this is going to be so costly. Oh yeah. Just as like, a homeowner, you're like, oh, the as remodel. a homeowner, there's that. I mean, uh, granted there's priorities, but mm-hmm. like as a homeowner, you just go, well, that's a lot of money oh, yeah. right there. I think um, it's so flabbergasting that I don't even know if I could properly process. And also, like, who's to say you still want to live in that house? Who's to say you want to fix it up? Right. Maybe you like the new color scheme. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> little, I wanted to paint the floors anyways. Yeah. Um, one of the things that piqued my interest was, and I could totally see this happening, mm-hmm. but, like, just taking a bubble bath and not, like, not seeing a sea of red seep into yeah. the bathroom. You're settled down in there. You're not able to see yeah. out very well. Probably just chilling, sunken down, maybe really focused and, you know, liquid seeping in is probably going to be quiet. Oh, yeah. But, um, but I don't know, like, if, you know, when I take my baths, I look around, you know, but who's to say it wasn't facing the other way or whatnot. But I was just saying, like, man, that is unfortunate that that much blood got that close yeah. without you noticing. Um, blood all over the house yeah like i said right through the floorboards down through the ceiling on the walls Mm -hmm. in the floor like the baseboards it it's everywhere so like right away i want i want to want some type of scientist oh yeah to go and test the blood get a couple vials is it human blood is it pig blood is it animal blood like what kind of blood is it Oh, we'll dive into that okay. because they do actually test the blood. Thank I'll, God. I'll finish out. We have Thank a few beats God. left in the story, but we'll get into the <laughs> investigation. What? That Christian, was, I'm just saying, like, they're probably, I'm with there's you. a good chance they test the blood. And while they were transporting the blood, it disappeared. <laughs> right. <laughs> they called the police. And when the police arrived, there was no house. Right. You know what I mean? Just like, <laughs> no, I, damn I'm it. with you. As I was reading for this, again, this is one of the haunted houses I wasn't aware of prior to Ooh, doing the research. Okay. Now, I was with you as I was going through this research that Jillian so thoughtfully provided, along with Gracie. I want to give them a shout out. I was so nervous after doing so many episodes that evidence would disappear or they wouldn't test it or something, but they do. So rest assured. Now, she witnesses this. It's all through the house. She's still in a panic that this has something to do with William. So she goes to the bedroom where she knows William is. And in a panic, she wakes William up and he sees the horrifying state of the house. Clearly, having been asleep, he wasn't aware of this happening. So suddenly, this whole house went bloody without either of them knowing. So very quietly, essentially. Both of them, now petrified where the blood might be coming from, of course, called the police. Police and EMT both arrived at their home immediately, checking the couple, of of course, for injuries to see if they had personally sustained any sort of wounds that would have caused this, but also looking around the house to see if there were any obvious sources 
for this blood-drenched home. I Man, what does that phone call even look like? Hi, oh God, yeah. hello, please send, like, the police. It's There's everywhere. blood all over our house. We're both okay. We're not cut. It's not our blood, but there's blood everywhere. Well, also, if it's, like, on you and the police obviously entering a scene or hearing a call mm. of a heightened situation for anybody, you know, they enter in, they have questions. You're just there going, like, listen, we're the only two people here. And they're like, well, logically, it has to be something to do with you guys. Yeah. It, it just becomes this very confusing mess and also such a unique sight to behold because it's not like the house teleported to be clean suddenly, like the, that the couple had a shared hallucination. Like this was factually happening. Yeah. And it, I mean, to some extent, too, like you are seen as the threat, at least oh, initially. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and even if it's just for a little bit, right? Or just like, did you guys do this? Because mm -hmm. blood doesn't just naturally appear right. seeping out of the house. Right. Or is there any sort of information not being divulged? Right. So but not only are you terrified, but you also are like, you got to have your shields up and you right. have to be a little defensive. Absolutely. So, of course, when the police and the EMT both found no injuries on either of the Winstons, and then they confirmed that nobody else was in the home that night, it started to sink in that something was seriously wrong with the house. So let's dive into that investigation and what went down because there are some interesting twists and turns that lead to some even more interesting theories to answer what went down. So when talking to the police, the Winstons assured them that they had locked their doors, locked their windows and everything, and had turned the house alarm system on around 9.30 p.m. And again, at that time, when they were awake, the house was clean, or let, it, let me just say, bloodless. Right. Right, like no blood to be seen. When looking into it, the alarm system showed no signs of being tripped and police found no evidence of an intruder that could have left this gory mess in some way. Like, clearly, nothing out of the ordinary was happening except for all the blood. Considering the Winstons showed no signs of injury and there was no break-in, the substance was then sent off, as you had kind of pointed out, to the state crime lab to confirm whether or not this was blood. And before I give those results... Do you think you have an inclination? You've been on the ride of Red Web for a few years now. Would anything blow you away with the results? I mean, if it was blood from someone that previously lived there mm -hmm. or something like that, I like blood, I guess they had their DNA on file or something like that. I, I have no idea. What I'm expecting is that it's just, it comes up inconclusive. They can't tell what kind of blood it is, but. Well. After the lab got a hold of it and they ran their tests, sure enough, these results came back and it was confirmed to be blood, specifically human blood. Okay. The test also identified that it was type O blood. Now, just a really quick rudimentary rundown. There's type A plus negative. There's type B, AB, as well as O. So this identified the blood as type O. However, both of the Winstons had type A thus confirming that there was no possibility that the blood was coming from them. The police struggled to determine what crime there was to look into. This is a completely new situation for the police to be investigating, and they also weren't sure exactly how to approach such a peculiar investigation. One detective checked local blood banks to see if anything had gone awry or if any supplies were missing. Love that. Love, Love that. This is so practical. Yep. They're getting hands-on like, uh, like you want them tangible. 
Now, this detective found nothing out of the ordinary at these banks, and I do want to say that it was during the height of the AIDS crisis. So blood banks were very heavily secured, more more secured perhaps than they might be now. I'm not exactly sure about the security system, but but yeah, like suffice to say, they were locked down. Now, nothing missing. Here's the thing: Did any of them like work in the medical field? If not, did the husband's illness put him in a situation where he would have access, or maybe a like a uh, he was in need of blood as as a, a therapy or Absolutely. anything like that? Like that? Those are the questions I have run through my mind right now. Absolutely, and this is why, <laughs> this is why, man, I say you've got the psychic ability because. That is exactly what the theories will attempt to address. Oh, there we go. But you're right. I mean, being on dialysis is going to put you in proximity to blood and perhaps in a position where you could obtain some. Mm -hmm. But we'll dive more into that in the the theories. That doesn't really... Getting getting ahead of myself. You are getting a little bit, but it doesn't come up in the investigation as much, which is why we want to talk about it in in the theory. So when it comes to the house, they weren't the owners. The property managers themselves, a father and a son, both named Alfred of course, also showed up at the house that night to scope out the situation. They'd heard of what was going down with their property, whether it be for what you were saying, remodel purposes or for the sake of, oh my God, there's blood in the walls. Let's just go see. They looked around the basement as one should be doing to check if there was any blood down there. Also to see if there were any technical problems with the house that could lead to whatever looked like blood. Again, ignoring the lab for a second, I think it's very practical in the midst of the night that this went down to start looking into the pipes, looking into all of the mechanical elements of the yeah. house to see if anything failed, if there, you know, a leak, anything There's like a leak, that. Maybe a bunch of painters like blocks down, sure. painted a house or something like that, and then they dumped a bunch of paint into the sewers. Sure. They weren't supposed to, and then that flooded into you get, the house. Like, backwash or whatever it is, yep. backfill or something. I mean, I would even check the attic. As morbid as it sounds, like, did anybody somehow get into the attic and pass away? Like, is there any animals in the attic that could, like, cause this to trickle down? Like, it's strange. But, again, the owner and his son are looking around the basement, and they find no burst pipes that could have possibly led to a substance that looked like this. Now, Detective Steve Cartwright was one of the officers who responded to the 911 call that night. And he stated he had been, quote, on the force 10 years and never seen anything like it. Literally a quote out of a movie, but in all of his years on the force, he had never seen anything this substantial, proving once again that yes, this happened. And two, there were many witnesses to this bloody house. I love the amount of witnesses Mm -hmm. and how thorough different parties with different uh perspectives and different motives mm-hmm. are in this like mystery absolutely it's awesome because you don't really i mean we've gone through so many episodes a lot of times you just get breadcrumbs oh and yeah it just seems like we're covering all our bases here oh yeah like in another episode that is very akin to this you might hear that the body that they were going to investigate disappeared right, right. Or they never, or they just simply said, "There's not enough reason to, so we won't run right. test X, Y, and Z." We didn't check the pie. Like, or like, we, you know, we didn't take samples or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Um, so, granted, this is a mystery. So, there's a reason yeah. why it's a mystery. <laughs> We're not going to know the answer, but I'm already quite satisfied. Oh, I'm so thankful yeah. that they actually looked at this like normal human beings. 
Now, it has nothing to do with the time frame, except for maybe testing of the blood being mm -hmm. in the 80s. But aside from that, if I were to just throw this back a few decades and give it the trope of all the other historical mysteries we've talked about, I feel like people would be so skeptical of it being blood that they'd say, we're not even going to bother testing it. It must be something else. Yeah. Or someone yeah. goes up and goes, mm, it's it tastes like iron, but I don't think it's blood. Yeah, it's pig's blood. Like, don't need to taste it. Weird detective going. <laughs> detective enters the scene. That's mm. that's typo. Mm. It's like, are you a detective or are you a chef? Oh, I'm, I'm I'm the neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a restaurant down the down the way, and I just wanted that's, to test it out for myself. Now that's a rue. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Back at it. Back at it. So now, on September 12th, Police Lieutenant Horace Walker told the New York Times that they had no leads and that they would continue this routine investigation until they could find a crime or some origin to this whole mess. He said that if they could not identify a crime, though, that they were going to be done with it because otherwise there was no clear way to figure out what's going on, what the origin of this is, and of course, crime and stopping such crime is their main focus. So if they can't find a crime, they kind of have to loose themselves from the case. Right, I mean, a lot of money and resources and time Absolutely. goes into that so oh man i mean like we might not know this answer but what's the blood pattern like like are there splashes or is it more just puddles like that's a really puddles? good question you know what i mean like yeah. or is it, is it splash from the ceiling is it dripping like what is, what does blood patterns look like yeah i feel like that i mean like to me i'm thinking it just seems like it there's just clean puddles. But I don't know if there's like essentially like streaks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I really wish that we could find photos from this incident. Yeah. Because you would think that it would be pretty common. And especially being in the late 80s, I want to see what that home looks video like. was getting a little bit more accessible. You're right. Now, despite that, you know, I don't know the scenario or the situation that the family is in, so I won't make any assumptions, but. Regardless, the story that was told by all the witnesses, including Minnie herself, was that there was puddles on the floor, that it was really soaking into the baseboards and floorboards, that it was oozing out of the floor, and that it was dripping from the ceiling, and that some of it looked smeared on the walls. Interesting. So it tells me yeah. that someone would have had to been tactile with it, that it wasn't just a sheer leak, but that someone was present either spilling or doing the smearing, right? That something yeah. was pressing it to the wall and yeah, the smearing it. is a whole thing because then I mean, oh man, I don't know because if it was leaking from the ceiling, you can go up top and just dump a bunch of blood and it'll sure. leak through. Yep. How do you get it to come out of the floorboards? Yeah, I mean that would take some like active. It wouldn't like obviously coming down as gravity natural. Right. Going upward needs some external force or something to I mean, like there, cause there it to are devices up. that allow you like if you have squeaky boards um there are like you know modern day stuff it's like you just like syringes with like metal like tips and whatnot and then you inject like you know that type of like floor material like when you put it you inject it you puncture the uh, just uh -huh. a small little thin thing into the floorboard you puncture you inject and that helps the, the solution helps fill out oh. so in that way it's oh. like doesn't give that creakiness yeah well that's interesting maybe yeah maybe this blood is actually just uh floor goo 
I mean, for the, for I the mean that could explain how they did the floor. You literally just puncture it in and just pump a ton of it I, in I there. I just, but you're I right. I mean, like, truly, it. I mean, foam expands. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you know, you do a bunch of foam that's maybe red. It's just like, but then how does it puddle up? Maybe there's some sort of weird of chemical reaction to some existing insulation unless they had a crawl space. I don't know, man. This is this is so interesting. But kind of coming back to that 911 call. And the following week, they had lots of people in the neighborhood obviously coming up to the house, knocking on the door, trying to ask questions, but also trying to see into the house, just trying to see what's going on. Lots of people day and night just looking for answers. I'm sure the news was knocking away. Ultimately, the Winstons had no answers and they became extremely frustrated with all the people just unprompted coming to their house, just trying to dig into their dirty laundry, especially with how unsettled they were about this. Now, Minnie Winston herself told reporters that she would not be opening her door or answering any further questions regarding the incident. And a month and a half went by with zero leads. I mean, no answers. Yeah. Then on October 24th, Atlanta Homicide Detective Sergeant H.L. Bolton told reporters, quote, We have not stopped looking because we know houses don't bleed, but we haven't determined a crime that was committed, and that is our primary concern. End quote. This concern quickly diminished, and the case basically died out with no evidence of the crime ever having happened. That launched the investigation, and so we are left with essentially no answers to this day. Nothing but very strong word-of-mouth stories and eyewitness accounts, and then the test of the blood, but that's it. Ah, oh, man. The theory that I am thinking of in my head that I'd have to go with, at least initially, is someone somehow got into the house and smeared blood everywhere. Absolutely. Just dumped a ton of blood. Mm-hmm. Maybe threw it up onto the ceiling so it could then look like it's dripping. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm sure this will come up in the theories. Maybe they were just trying to cause a commotion. They did it themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, that's always a theory. The 77 and 79-year-old couple running around their house with blood bags? Look. It's possible. It's less likely because they're older, but anyone's capable of anything. True. I mean, at this point, it's a better answer than none. Right. 100%. In fact, it is one of the theories we're going to discuss. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Hello there, Task Force. This again is that time in the episode where I get to titillate you, hold you back from the theories, and talk directly to you about what's going on in the Red Web universe. That's right. We have a whole new universe, not only just this constantly building and shrinking and remodeling and building of a Task Force headquarters, but now a whole universe. And within that universe, we have Red Web Case Files, our most recent episode. If you want to go check that out on our YouTube channel and on the Rooster Teeth app, is Owls versus catfish. Fredo go toe-to-toe -to -toe in a PowerPoint battle. It was a whole lot of fun, and uh, neither of us have seen what we prepared for each other. So go check that out. I'm so, so proud of that, and the whole team has put together a really awesome set. That show is absolutely singing. So thank you all so much for coming out. That's our second episode. It's going to be a whole eight-episode season, and then we're going to hear from you guys, see how you like it, and uh, see if we can't keep this thing going. So check that out. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, and thank you all very much. With that said, I want to talk about some of today's fantastic sponsors. This episode of Red Web is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-proportioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and, importantly, affordable. 
That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh right now has 30 dinner recipes to choose from every single week, and that's the most choices of any meal kit. So if you're interested in getting a meal kit, this is the one to try. So you can have your pumpkin spice and eat it too with a rotating selection of fall-inspired items from HelloFresh Market. From brunch kits to fall dessert boards, you'll find everything that you need for your favorite autumn occasions like tailgating, Oktoberfest, and so much more. I know we all love the fall. Why not get into the season with these delicious meals? They also, by the way, have vegan recipes on the menu every single week, made without any animal products of any kind, like dairy, meat, eggs, and honey. Uh, You can enjoy meals like sweet chili tofu bowls and spicy coconut curry stir fry. We haven't talked about their vegan recipes before, so I wanted to slide that in. I personally hate going to the grocery store. It's the bane of my existence. And so I'm very, very grateful for HelloFresh because they have sent us meal kits in the past and I've always enjoyed them. A bit of a picky eater and I don't know exactly what I'm doing in the kitchen. This makes it very easy to know what you're doing, have recipes that you can keep forever and boom, they give you the food that you need right there when you need it and uh, it's delicious. So if you're interested in that task force, go to hellofresh.com slash redweb65 and use code redweb65 for 65% off and free shipping. So this is the best time to try it. And it lets them know that redweb sent you. Once again, that's hellofresh.com slash redweb65 and use code redweb65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Ignore the grocery store, get that farm fresh stuff right to your door and eat like royalty. This episode of Red Web is also sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Trying to find a coupon code online can be a real pain. Trust me, I've done that many times. It's like, is this one good? Does it, did it expire? Is this going to be riddled with ads, whatever website I'm tumbling into? Is, is this going to be the proper amount of savings that I'm looking for? Etc. Etc. Well, thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past, Don't worry, you're not downloading any weird software or anything like that. Honey is a free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds for your specific cart. It's very simple. You're shopping online on your favorite websites. You fill up your cart as you would want to as you're shopping. And when you go to check out, the Honey button appears magically right there. You just click it and click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as it scans a few options. And if Honey finds a working coupon, boom, you're saving money. It's as easy as that. And it's so simple. And Honey doesn't just work on desktop either. It works on your iPhone now as well. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. I've used Honey in the past when I'm shopping online and it makes saving super easy. You don't have to scour the internet like I was talking about for those codes. And it's very simple to add to your browser. You just have a simple extension and it's always there when you're ready to check out. So you never even forget to look for savings because every time you go to check out, boom, the Honey button is right there. So if you don't already have Honey, you could be missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this very show, Red Web, the one that you love, the one you're listening to right now. So if you're interested, get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash redweb. Once again, that's joinhoney.com slash redweb. This episode is also sponsored by Celeritus, the wild new sci-fi thriller podcast, Task Force Do you like your sci-fi dark, gritty, and terrifyingly trippy? Of course you do, because you're the task force, after all. Celeritus is about the first test of light speed flight gone wrong when it hurls an astronaut deep into space and far into the future. There, he begins a desperate interplanetary search for remnants of the human race. 
This show isn't a cute, fun romp through space in a tiny, shiny spaceship. No, 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 no. It's terrifying. Space is hard. It wants to kill you. Everything about it is brutal. And our guy here in this show risks everything trying to find out what happened to humanity while he's battling very real challenges of radiation exposure, bone loss, fuel supplies, all as the isolation around him slowly drives him insane. The sound design of this show is also over the top. I absolutely enjoy it. I'm a sucker for good sound design, and the production value itself is just immaculate. This is a headphone experience 100%, so dive in if you're interested. And if you do want to, Solaritus is available on all your major podcast platforms or straight from the source at embracetheemptiness.com. So once again, check out Solaritus by going to www.embracetheemptiness.com, embracetheemptiness.com. Listen to Solaritus today. And with that said, let's dive right back into the mystery. So let's talk about the theories. And we're going to start with the one that kind of came to your mind, which is, was this William? Was it because he had access to dialysis equipment and et cetera, et cetera? Some people theorize that the blood may have, in fact, been a result of William's dialysis equipment malfunctioning in their home. So we'll talk a little bit more about him having access to blood here in a second. But in particular, some people were affixed to the idea that the equipment in the home malfunctioned. Again, William received dialysis treatment in his home, so there is a chance that it could have leaked and caused this blood to spread around the house. However, but then you'd see that on the equipment and you'd see maybe the rollers. Absolutely. Or like there'd be evidence of that. There'd be evidence of that. I honestly, William would have been shriveled to a prune because the amount of blood necessary That's to true. draw from him to spread through the house. That's true. And then again, you know, we like to talk about those wrinkles in the theories. This showed up as type O. And, oh yeah and he's got it's, type a it's a yeah yeah hold on now come on that mm -hmm. that throws this theory out the damn window it already does. in addition now, to that i mean they looked at his equipment to see if there was anything going wrong because mm -hmm. even if it just sprung a leak and blood got everywhere like it's also important to uh, make sure that his dialysis equipment is going to work properly for the sake of his continued living yeah um and yeah there was nothing wrong with his equipment i wonder if anyone went missing recently Oh, as a, as compared times. to like that date, like yeah. someone with type O blood just disappeared oh, just, yeah. from the lunch table that just day. Just a random, just, yeah, just a random thought. Yeah, it. You know what? That's that's the kind of questions I love mm -hmm. because that is the that's the thinking that gets answers. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go with another pretty simple upfront theory because there are many skeptics to this. Skeptics have theorized that this whole incident may have been a sick hoax by the couple seeking attention from their children. So I was, I mean, obviously I was thinking this too as a mm -hmm. possibility. Something as we dove into the theories that kind of struck me was the fact that if they were seeking attention, then why so shortly did they start cutting off the news and all those other people? Granted, a lot of times people don't know what they, don't know that they don't want it and, mm -hmm. until they actually get it. Like it was a cry for attention, and then but they, they weren't got, aware of it? Well, it was a cry for attention, but then the attention that they got was like, this is annoying. Oh, this it's is, too hot. This is too hot. Like, yeah. this, is, this is annoying. I don't like it. Never mind. And shut out the world. Mm -hmm. But like... That's a great the, point. The flip side of that was they were just like, I don't... We don't want to deal with you news. We don't yeah. want to deal with you like world or people. Like leave us alone. Yeah. So like, 
Okay, yeah. Well, in the vein of it being a hoax, and to your point, I mean, that's a great point, but the counterside is that maybe they did get what they wanted out of the attention, and maybe they wanted news, but then they quickly realized, oh man, they're taking this seriously, they might yeah. figure it out, let's shut them out before they do, if it were to be them, right? Damn, that's a good point. So this theory continues to point towards William as the instigator. And this is where we come back to the other side of the dialysis part where he would have access to a lot of blood. Additionally, if William sought dialysis treatment from a hospital, as, as opposed to doing it from home, he could have had access to even further amounts of blood attained from another patient, hence why you have type O versus type A. So perhaps that's something to look into. And I don't know, Christian, if we have access to that information, like, did he ever get some of his dialysis treatment at the hospital versus at home. But either way, access to blood or not, it's worth addressing that wrinkle, which is how are you going to steal that much to create puddles, to, to get on the walls and stuff? Also, how did he get it into the bathroom with his wife in the bath and have it clearly not be him? Oozing under the door, maybe? Yeah. It's just... It, I mean, hoax is always on the table when it right. comes to a mystery. Well, the thing is, like, when but, you walk into my bathroom, like, it's got a split vanity, so, but then, like, right in the middle of that is the tub. Mm -hmm. And the way it is, is you're naturally sitting away from the door. So I could very well just creep around the corner and go, whoop, like, got super it. easy peasy. But would you hear it? Like, the little, like, a bag? Crunching, maybe. Well, I guess I mean, it would like crunch like you, a chip bag, but but it would <laughs> right. kind of crinkle because it's like a plasticky. I mean, put it in a plastic cup and then just kind of just drip I it. I guess you you're not wrong. You're you know, not wrong. I will like, say, I don't know. This being an older house, yeah. and I've lived in older homes before. Their bathrooms tend to be pretty cookie cutter, a little rectangle, not a yeah. big footprint. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It you're definitely onto something. There's a there's an opening there for sure. I'm just like I'm not sure. Christian, you, were you able to find anything out about the hospital? Yes. William did undergo dialysis treatment at a clinic. Mm. So we did have, potentially, potentially have access. Right. So it's just an ingredient to this potential theory. But uh, with that said, we have two more interesting theories I want to talk about. And then another kind of in the realm of a hoax that addresses the familial relationship that oh. I kind of teased earlier. Because there was a strained relationship between the parents and the kids. So we'll dive into that. But okay. this one's really interesting. Six months after the case died down, there was a paranormal researcher named Kurt Rowlett who decided to conduct his own investigation on the blood house. He interviewed many who insisted the substance was just rust and mud mixed with water. This is the first time we've kind of heard of this. Rust giving it the reddish color and the mud giving it the thicker kind of texture necessary. Wasn't this confirmed to be blood, though? It was confirmed to be blood. That okay. That is the wrinkle here. Okay. All right. So Minnie claimed that the hot water heater in her basement busted and the steam mixed with rust and mud, etc. must have shot up through the ductwork in order to cover her home in a blood-looking substance. There's nothing backing this particular claim, as you just kind of mentioned, the test shows this is factually human blood type O. However, Rowlett theorized that she may have just allowed herself to come to this conclusion as a way to settle her own nerves about the severity of the situation. In fact, to support what he's saying, Rowlett explained that she told him that if the substance had been blood, quote, she would not be willing to stay in the house anymore, end quote. So it's entirely possible 
that she was, after some time settled, was able to remove herself from the direct evidence. She convinced herself that it was nothing more than just a normal mishap in order to become comfortable with her family home. She'd been there for over two decades. You know? I mean, again, like, yeah, you you could be smart enough to to play this game the way it could possibly be played, but like, if you wanted the attention, you wanted the fame or whatever that could possibly come with it, Mm -hmm. it's confirmed blood, human blood. That's an easy W. Well, it's an easy fact. Right. I mean, <laughs> I but like anyone's winning in this situation. Well, I mean, like if that's what they wanted and they, they oh, set gotcha, it up gotcha. themselves, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Then gotcha. it's like, okay, they, you know, they confirmed it. That they, if you wanted to be famous, you wanted to put on this mm-hmm. hoax, this whole display. Like I said, that's an easy win. No one's got a better sit, headline. To, you're right. Mm-hmm. To sit there and be like, I, I just think it's just some normal, like a uh, happenstance. It's all okay. Like it's just, I mean, granted, you could be smart enough to try and play that game to, to keep having that narrative strung along, but I don't know. It's a lot of a very strong will to just keep like being like no media. Right. And then right. someone come over and be like, hey, it's blood. I'm like, it's not blood. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I do find it a little interesting, if not a little biased, right? Kurt Rowlett being the paranormal researcher, kind of affirming like that it's definitely not something more practical like rust and mud he's like no she's just trying to convince herself i mean again that's ignoring the fact that the lab came back and said it was blood but i mean i would try and convince myself too yeah if yeah. like i saw pipes that were busted I think that's completely i'm normal. like oh, yeah. yeah that's what it is that's what happened mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know let's move on like past it she's saying mm-hmm. she's like let's just not think about that and that's totally natural i mean here's the thing if i was in that situation say i found out that it, a house a mile away painted their house red. I would have used that as an excuse to be like, that's somehow, some way. Yeah. Paint from that house uh-huh. came down the pipes and messed up my house. Right. Like maybe they, that's washed, what happened. they washed their brushes into the right. sewer. There was a heavy rain. Yep. The toilets backed up. Now I got all this red everywhere. Yep. That's what happened. Yeah. You know, that's, if I, if I'm you know trying what? to like make sense of it and also no. try to stay in the house. Look at that. that this is why Task Force is going to crack the case with you on the front lines and me back safely in the chair. I mean, <clears throat> just in the chair, uh, coordinating from afar. I think like, that's how we're going to crack this, this month, all out. This month, we are going on another damn you're not wrong. We Location. Are. So this Indeed sucks. This is, yeah. that, that hits harder than it normally does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this whole month, Task Force, oh. to Fredo's point, is building up to our, once again, just like last year, and you can, you can go check that out now. We're doing a live, in-person ghost hunt, and we're going to break it into two parts. We're going to give you the whole story of the Penhurst Asylum. That's where we're going. And then we're going to do the actual hunt. So get excited for that. It's coming out on Halloween itself because it is a Monday. But from that, I want to talk about the next theory before we get into the exciting, fun one as we're all just eager for, the paranormal activity. That's the last theory. This one's interesting because it dives into the family relationship, and it has to do with this being some sort of sinister prank. Now, according to some accounts, the Winstons didn't have the best relationship with their three children. One of their daughters actually worked in a hospital. Similar to the idea that William may have planned the blood, some believe that the daughter may have been the one that spread blood from the hospital that she was working at. She would have had access to some blood. She would have worked there. She could have moved in the night, had keys to a cage, etc. And that some then speculize from this that the motive for this prank, if you will, was that she was trying to have her parents declared as mentally unwell. 
in order to inherit their wealth after they would be invariably committed if her plan had gone accordingly to her plans. I mean, most likely would have had access with their parents being mm-hmm. that old to the house of security system mm-hmm. just in case something were to go wrong. Turned it off. You know, got and in. they've reached that age. Well, that's the thing. That's a really interesting question because they looked at the alarm to see if there was any intrusion. One would have probably seen then in the logs that it it was turned off and turned back on. I thought I was thinking about that earlier, but I was like, what reason? Yeah. Like, what reason would it be off? But now I have one. Mm -hmm. Oh, see, that's what I think happened. Yeah. I'm leaning towards that. I'm, I'm hesitant to even call this a prank. This is... Criminal. This is the criminal behavior is, that the cops is a, this is a crime. could have been looking into. You know, it's just I'm sure there's no evidence to actually go, yeah, investigate and interrogate the daughter. But I mean, again, I Where was without the a lot of where's the daughter's alibi? Mm, the, now see, there you go. Now you're thinking like an investigator. I think this one's really interesting. I mean, it has the most grounding in reality. It has the most grounding based on the facts at hand. But with that said, let's talk about the theory that we're all excited about. We've all been waiting for paranormal activity. Now, before I dive into this theory, Task Force, if you look a little closer to this yourself, do any independent research, I do want to say that this particular story does have some racially charged undertones, given that it is a story of its time. It doesn't necessarily play into the details that I'm about to talk about, but I want to say that in case you look into this closer. Now, This goes back to a man named Albert Thompson, again, the previous owner of this home and lived there with his wife before the Winstons. In 1950, Albert, who was 41 at the time, was T-boned while driving his car. The other driver suffered no injuries, but Albert was sent to the hospital. He was treated and sent back home with internal bleeding. The other driver in the end was not charged with anything, but instead let off with a warning. Some believe that the house bleeding was somehow connected to Albert's accident. The blood appeared less than a month away from the anniversary of the car accident and Thompson's death, which occurred on Halloween. So the time seems to work out and many think that if this is some sort of paranormal activity, that this is a scenario where residual memories and energy from a previous incident, a heightened, a charged moment, if you will, of the past still haunt the house to this day and that we just see the memories of the past coming out in this very unique way as opposed to normal paranormal activity where you might see things move around or you might see a person or a light. This just came out in a more unique fashion. That is the theory that it was some sort of paranormal activity. Damn, that's a crazy story. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, it ties very nicely into the, the whole narrative. Yep. Um, it also shows that this house hasn't changed hands a lot. Like, it went from Albert Thompson and his wife, mm-hmm. then to the Winstons, who then owned it up into the late 80s when this happened. And so it goes to, it stands to reason that not a lot of people were moving in and out, leaving things in the attic when they moved by accident. So right. there's, so all the things in the house are known quantities. That this had to be almost an inside job, if not a paranormal one. It's just, it's just scary. Yeah. Like, deeply unsettling. Just, just the whole situation that happened, but then also just you could buy a house and not know what the hell went down in that place. Dude, that that just reminds me like of some 
maybe some maybe someday we'll dive into this on like TikTok or maybe here on the on the podcast. But there have been stories even as recent as a few years ago where people buy houses and there are secret rooms or secret hallways or what have you, and people are living in like a room behind a bookshelf. And at night they come out and kind what of scoop the? off the top. Like it makes, oh, dude, it just reminds me of that kind of stuff. That could happen in my house. That could happen to my It could happen to anybody's uh, house. So maybe someone was living in the attic. Me. They pricked their I've toe and they started bleeding that. all over the place. Oh. And then they skedaddled before the police could arrive. But yeah, that's the mystery of the blood house. Does anything stick out to you as like, that just feels right to me? Like uh, as the answer. The daughter. The who, daughter? Who worked at a hospital. Mm-hmm. They have access... Access, to, plausible, the, I think, access yeah. to the blood, access to the house, um, knowledge of, uh, probably have knowledge of routines, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd like to see what the phone logs look like. Was there a phone call from the daughter at that point? Yeah. You're like, oh, what are you up to today? Oh, yeah, I'm going to take a bath later. And, what time are you going to bed? 9.30 yeah, as I, always. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. That That's what I'm leaning towards. Yeah. I mean, man, do, does the paranormal like theory fit in? Very nice. It's interesting. I think the only wrinkle I can think of for the daughter is, is the motive accurate? Or are people kind of assuming that the Just relationship is straight? That up, yeah. That's something I, I, you know, I wish I knew more about. But again, the family doesn't want to dive into not only their own affairs, but also... They just don't want to talk about this anymore. It's right. so difficult to even find photos of this house to this day, let alone photos of like the blood and everything. So... In regards to what you're saying about the daughter, it is worth noting that while I've been doing reading during the recording, some sources say that their children were perfectly, uh, mm-hmm. how do you say it, pleasant adults who gave back to their communities. Gotcha. So, so there's your wrinkle. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's hearsay. It's you know? hearsay. People trying that. to, well, oh forget that people are people and create stories oh, to answer, you know what I mean? It, it, like, But out of all a, the theories. A lot of, that theory to me fits nicely. More than any other one. Mm-hmm. That being said, people, especially like nowadays, love to just blow things out of proportion, make mm-hmm. things up just to get a headline. Right. Um, but playing devil's advocate to what Christian was saying, there's, look, you may be nice appearing to your community, but then you got mm-hmm. people like chained to your basement. underbelly. You know? And she was just never caught. Like you just, a lot of times, like you just... The amount of times people just go, I just, he was the nicest person. Yeah. You know, they were so kind yeah. and they were so nice. I, could, I couldn't believe that they were doing stuff like that yeah. all the time. You never know. Well, one thing I'll say as we come to a close, my, my personal inclination makes a few leaps of logic based on some other mysteries we talked about. But, and to your point of blowing this out of proportion, maybe there wasn't as much blood as one is want to conjure in their minds that it's not swimming like through the hallways in blood like the shining elevator scene with blood maybe it was just like any blood is is too much blood to have in the house and maybe it was like there's a little bit here a little bit on the walls or like one smear and then maybe some here and there like splatterings and that's enough for anybody in their right mind to go hey this is spooky yeah and maybe and again this is all just guesswork but who knows the type of medication and the symptoms that the husband was having and so maybe if Again, it's type O, not type A, but maybe in like kind of moving from the bathroom to the bed, he might have had some sort of like malfunction or bleed or what have you where blood entered the house. Then he goes to sleep. He doesn't remember that or wasn't aware of it, left the blood mark while touching the wall, just kind of moving down the hallway. 
And, and it's nothing more than that. Right. It's just hard to know because we don't know how much blood was actually present. Yeah. I mean, a good point there. It could have been just like, yeah, any blood is too much blood. So it could have <laughs> been just a little bit of blood. And then the headline was like, blood house. And right. It's like, oh, well, I wouldn't go that far. It right. was a little speck of blood here and there. But the cops are saying houses don't bleed. Oh. I mean, they don't. Doesn't mean Boozing it doesn't give us a scale is... of how much blood, though. Yeah, the, the articles do talk about multiple times there being uh, like silver dollar sized or dime sized splatters of blood, in addition to kind of the the dripping blood and whatnot. So yeah, it's it it's kind of what you're saying, where it's there is blood, which is bizarre, but the the press seem to take that and spin it into the the walls are oozing blood right. from every yeah. crevice. Yeah. yeah, but to drip is still to have an amount, and exactly, like, yeah. Ah, I don't know. It's that's fascinating. I'm really happy we covered this one, but uh, but that's, that's a good it. Mystery. That's that's top in the month of haunted house oh, month. Oh god, here we go. We've got a few other <laughs> classics to dive go. into in no particular order. We've got the Demon House of Gary, Indiana. If you know anything about Zach Bagans, he did a documentary on this, so we're gonna dive into that one. We have the Amityville Horror House, classic one. Some new information has been divulged over the recent years to talk Ooh, about this one. So we'll know a little bit about that one. Yeah, we'll dive in. And then, of course, the Winchester House, the house that never was done building because, well, we'll dive into it. Wait, where is that located? Where's the Winchester House? Somewhere on the it's East in, Coast. Somewhere in California. Never mind. I think it's in San Jose. I thought it was Jersey. I think it's, is it, is <laughs> I'm it a not fool. San Fran. Let me see. Uh, San Jose. San Jose. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, so close. Okay. You live there, huh? Look, San Jose is a great ramen spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if we were to visit that house, we'd go there and have a uh, garlic pork flavored oh, broth. Yeah. No vampire is going to get us in the house, at least. Ooh. That's true. <laughs> they will be full of garlic. <laughs> yeah, just like keep mouth breathing to get that smell <laughs> yeah. emanating through or the house. They, or if they bite, just like, ah, yeah, uh, 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 toxic garlic. Is that what they sound like? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that has been the Blood House. Get excited. Lots more haunted houses to come this month. Again, culminating in our ghost hunt at the end of the month at Penhurst Asylum. Damn it. Now, stay tuned to our socials at Red Web Pod because there will be another ghost hunt leading into that one still. It will be live streamed and you will be able to interact with us in unique ways. So we have two ghost hunts. It's a two. hot month for Red Web. Two. Two task force. This is all you. You come out. You give us those five star reviews. You send us to the through the stratosphere, and then they go more red web. And I mean, and we yeah. go okay. The love and support from the yes. task force is why we're doing absolutely two. So if you want us to continue shoving Fredo into more haunted places, <laughs> give us that love Just, as you have been. Look, I know it. I I know I gotta do it, but do me a favor. <laughs> Just space it out. <laughs> two, two, come A week on. apart. All right, Fredo. As you kind of come to terms with that, I'll see you next week here for another mystery, another haunted house. <laughs>